Night at Fat Bellevue, everybody. Episode four. Episode four. We are one twenty-fifth to one hundred episodes. That's crazy. I'm so excited that we're like doing it. It's gonna be good. Mm. Although I really need to know, are there twelve people that are <laughs> not related to us that listen to this podcast? So if you are somebody that listens to Ninety Five Bellevue and you are not related to either Sage or I comment on our instagram so we can count you our instagram is at 95 bellevue podcast go there follow us and we have somebody awesome that runs our instagram for us Mm -hmm. because we're lazy she's just really good at running social media stuff so she has an eye for it i wonder if she should start a business (gasps) her and sherry hot brew no. <laughs> We've got to talk about Sherry Hopper one time every podcast. We, it's just part of it. Have we so far? I think every single time we've uh, talked about her. Did we in the first one? Uh-huh. I don't, we did. I don't remember. All I, I think know we talked is, about where, we went to, where you went to lunch and you were like, oh, Sherry Hopper. Yeah, we love Sherry Hopper. Anybody needs lunch or breakfast in the Fortuna area? Sherry Hot Brew. She'll well, that up. business is actually just called Hot Brew, so you can't Google Sherry Hot Brew or I don't know what you'll get. <laughs> Something. Something. But anyway, welcome to 95 Bellevue, everybody. Welcome to 95 Bellevue. God. Hey, guys. Cutie We're so weird. music. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh, Savannah's amazing. Multi-talented lady she is. Anyway. Here we are. It is March 2021. We're coming on summer. It's beautiful outside. I feel like I'm ready to like start going kayaking again and start hiking and doing all the summer things. I'm even fixing to go camping. A couple of me and my friends are planning a trip to Yosemite. Okay, do you snow camp? No. Okay. Me neither. I think that is just freaky and unnatural. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So I have people in my life that whenever I talk about camping, they're like, yeah, we snow camp. I'm Why? just like, what is wrong with you? Why would you want to purposely be cold? That's terrible. I hate being cold. It's beautiful, let me tell you. But I'll live From vicariously through the photos that they take for me. With a fire. There we go. And hot chocolate. <laughs> and someone else putting wood on that fire. <laughs> but no, we're going to go... We're going to go, we're planning sometime in June when it gets a little bit warmer, but not too hot. Mm-hmm. We're going to go we're gonna road trip up to Yosemite, spend like about a week or so, just kind of travel around, do the national park thing, mm-hmm. and probably camp a few days, probably Airbnb a few days. But I'm really excited because recently I have been into, ever since I moved to Montana and Wyoming, I decided I like hiking and camping and, well, not so much camping, but I want to like camping. And doing fun stuff outside. I love that. Kind of open up Did my eyes. Did you go to Yellowstone when you lived in Wyoming or Montana? Yes, because well, I lived in Jackson. Mm-hmm. And so Yellowstone was literally like an, an hour away, 60 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. But Grand Teton is even closer. Yeah. It's so like basically our backyard mm-hmm. is Grand Teton. Grand Teton is so beautiful. I liked it better than Yellowstone, honestly. Yellowstone is super beautiful too. It's so much huger. When we <laughs> when we went to we gone to Yellowstone twice and one of the times that we went we meandered down yeah. to Grand Teton and we found this little pizza place. What's it, it was called? So good. I don't know, remember. Oh, um I know something I lived ab- there. Something about is it like Brad's or something? Is or it like in a teepee? 
No. Okay, because there's one that I think is in a teepee we never went, but I wanted to go. Mm. And I've heard it's really good. I just remember sitting there and it was just so beautiful. The mountains, it's the most beautiful airport. Jackson is the most beautiful place to fly into because you fly right in by the Tetons. Mm -hmm. There they are. Hey, how you doing? They're right there. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's like, it's the most beautiful thing in the world, honestly. Mm, it's super beautiful. And I want to go back and visit. I'm really bummed that I never got to see a moose. When my mom and dad and all of them came to visit me, that was their one thing. They were like, we want to see a moose. Did they get like, to see one? Hold on, listen. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm all excited. It's a story. It's a story. So buckle up, everybody. Mm. So they're there. They're there for a week. It's, it's, um... It's, it's in summer, so if you've ever been to Jackson or any like place like that, the moose are just, when you live there, it's just like, oh, there's a moose in my backyard. Oh, there's baby, you know, mooses or whatever you call them. I don't know. Mooses? Everything. I don't know. They're just there. They're everywhere. And so I was used to it at that point. I was like, this isn't a thing, you know, whatever. They, they're everywhere. It's just like seeing a deer here, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um... They're there, they're like, I, we want to see a moose. We want to see a moose, that's our goal. That's our one thing we want to do. They're there the entire week, they don't see any. I'm like, I take them to the spots, I'm like, there's always mama with babies at this time. Like, they're always here. No, didn't see anything. Then, I'm at church that night, I'm, go, I'm putting everything away. They're like, we're going to go back over to the mountain because they stayed in Idaho on the other side because Jackson is hecka expensive. Hecka. And so they were, they were staying in Idaho on the other side. And they, as they were driving back, on the roadside, there was a mama with two babies. And they were so excited because my friend Savannah, who we've mentioned in the last podcast. Who's the one my friend, that's not a pilot. No. But she likes her cheesy. We call her Savannah with two, Savannah with two ends. Mm, yeah. Savannah two end because Savannah one end. Then we both call her. Anyways, another bunny trail on top of bunny trail. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, you should go. She texted my mom and dad. And she was like, go here. There is a mama right now. So they went there. This is the thing that you know when you live there. You don't get out of your car. You do not go disturb the wildlife because it is the, the worst possible thing you could possibly do in Jackson is disturb the wildlife mm. because people hate it. And I was like considered a local, I feel like, and I was like, no, don't disturb our wildlife. These are our babies. Like, mm -hmm. don't do it. What do I see? My mom and dad are so excited. They get back. They're like, look at this. I'm like, how close? How close were you? I was like, you took this in the car, right? And then my mom's like, no. I got out. I was like, mom, this, these are people, they put people on the news that do this stuff. Stupid tourists get too close to moose <laughs> with babies and disturbs all this stuff. They get Sorry, picked. Tara, we're not trying to ruin you on the podcast. <laughs> but I was like, mom, no, don't do that. You know not to do that. Please tell me you didn't do that. She's out there. She's probably in some photo. She's like, well, everyone else was doing it. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not her fault that you didn't educate I her. I should have. I didn't even think that. I just assumed. I was like, that is the one thing you don't do mm -hmm. when you come to Jackson. Yeah. You do not do that. When we went to Yellowstone, we one of the times, I believe it was the second time, we saw three sets of bears with their cubs. Mm -hmm. And we did not get out of the car. There was so Please many don't. people getting out of the car and like mm -hmm. going close and like trying to get video and stuff of mama bears. There was, I think, two black bears with 
it was a the mama and the two cubs. We saw two sets of those, and then one was a grizzly with her two cubs. We had never seen so many bears. It was so. Mm-hmm. They have famous bears like awesome. Bear Three Nine Nine. She's a famous grizzly. No way. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she's having her cubs again. I was like, I didn't know this was a thing, but I guess it's a thing, and I'm about it because <laughs> I live in the wild west, and I'm gonna be about this now. In the wild, wild west. That's <laughs> so funny. that's my appreciation for the wild west and hiking and Camping doing fun stuff and outside. Snow and woo. And that's why I'm like, no, I need to do that here because it's so fun and I don't, I want to do it more. Do you have kayaks? No, but I'm planning on borrowing yours oh, until yeah. I buy some. You totally are. You totally can. I have it in my cart right now, like ready to buy. Mm. But I was like, mm, I don't, my car's too small. I don't have roof racks to put on it yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm planning on getting a new car at some point at that will be able point. to have my fun stuff that I want to do like bikes and kayaks and all that stuff yeah so I'm like "Mm, maybe I won't pull the trigger yet I'll just borrow yours (laughs) you totally can yeah I we have three four three we have three it's just so fun I love kayaking it's so fun we love kayaking me and Jones love kayaking. We have some good spots here, and too. And Jones is storing mine, too, so if you ever need them, just go to his house. Oh, yeah, I talked. Of mine. Speaking of Jones, I talked to him at school the other day, and he's like, because he's a teacher at school, at the school I work at, and mm-hmm. he was like, so, I heard you talk about me on your podcasting that you're doing. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we did. He, he was like, something about that gets me very upset and heated inside. I don't know how to explain it, but I do not like it. And I was like, we didn't say anything bad. We love you, Jones. Like, you're amazing. Uh-huh. He was like, that doesn't help. <laughs> was like, I was like, we're going to have to listen to it then. He was like, hmm. <laughs> he was like very skeptical about what we said. I wonder who said. told him. He read it on, on our thing that we posted. He read the description. I was like, oh, you read our description. He's like, yes. It's <laughs> like, so you do love us, Jones. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's so funny. Uh-huh. So we I had to mention it. him too because we'll have to get four episodes in and figure out that we well, we love him. Mm, yeah, it's our, he's alright, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Anywho. So. <gasps> and that's wow. What's your question? We're one year in. To well, a flipping pandemic. You know what? I, that's just also such a. <laughs> American thing to do to judge how long the pandemic has been happening by how long it's actually affected us. Us, yeah. It's like <laughs> so we're a year and several months into a worldwide pandemic, mm-hmm. and things are interesting. Yeah, we're currently in the red tier right now, so we're we're not too strict. We're able to do indoor dining at this moment in time, mm-hmm. which was when we started the podcast. We were still in purple tier. We weren't able to go. To di- dinner, we weren't able to have church in person. Right. None of that. Now we're legally allowed to mm-hmm. do basically anything we want with a mask on our face. Mm-hmm. At least where we live. Because we live up in rural California. So we're a little bit more blessed than to live somewhere that's highly populated. Our where... experience has been a lot different than some people's experience. Mm-hmm. Humboldt County is... I mean, we've had our share of struggles and troubles sure. and problems and all that stuff and fights and <laughs> anyway. But yeah, we've we've definitely not experienced it like somebody that was in Italy, New York, no, Florida, some place, yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, we went down to San Francisco uh, during like the middle of it, which maybe wasn't a smart idea, but we were like, we're gonna be safe. We're gonna, you know wear a mask the whole time, do all that thing, which mm-hmm. whether you agree with that or not, 
let us hear it in the comments. No, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to argue with people. Um, but we went down and drove Teslas. <gasps> you did? We did. It was so wow. fun. We scheduled a test drive because that's like, I want one so bad. So I was like, okay, before I even like it, I'm going to test drive it. Because what if I hate it? I've done that before. Oh, I I've test like, drove it and loved it. Oh, yeah. I. What was that one car that I decided that I was in love with? We were driving home from Oregon one day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the cutest car I've ever seen. I love it. It was, was it a Toyota CHR? I think so. It was a, it was something, I can't remember, a Toyota little brand new model, something like a CHR or something like that. RAV4. No, oh. it, that's an old one. We that that model's been out for a long time. This model's only they've only made it for maybe since like 2016 or 17 oh. or something like that. I was obsessed with it. I was just constantly checking prices, looking for used ones, that type of thing. Because in the at the time I was in the market, I was thinking about buying a new vehicle. And I went and drove one in Sacramento, and hated it. It was not comfortable. My mm -hmm. daughter didn't like the back. My husband didn't like the passenger seat. And it just, there was no room. I did not like it. So I'm not trying to slam Toyotas, but you definitely want to drive something before you get too crazy mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, so we went and test drove it. But being down there, I was like, whoa, it's way more strict than yeah. up here. Um, like every coffee shop was like, you don't even go inside. You stand out and you wait on a line and then you go up and they're like, card only no cash like nothing like that so you I was like, like send a carrier pigeon from the basically door? we had to download the app and like order our coffee because <gasps> they didn't even want us to like order it there and i was like well this is so different we're so free we're a lot freer up in uh humble mm -hmm. um but i feel like we've been really good up here like i see some other places and i'm like shoot dang like mm -hmm. i don't know it just depends on where what you're how you feel about it? Do you know Do you know who Dr. Carolyn Leaf is? Yes, I love her. Okay, she so, is. I love her voice. She she will like put me in a trance. Yeah. Okay, go on. So you know how she talks about habits? Yes. And how many days it takes mm -hmm. to establish a habit? So that teaching, but a lot of people think that it's twenty one days, but she says no, it's three cycles of twenty one days. So sixty three days is how many I guess days? I need to learn from her. She says <laughs> to establish a good habit, and. Somebody else very recently I came across and they were like, it's actually not the amount of days, it's the frequency with which, the frequency which you do that the thing to make it a habit. And that really got me thinking because I was thinking that there's, even in Humboldt County, there's so many of us that are just the wide spectrum of, of experiences. Like, I, like for me, I can say I, both of my jobs stayed the same, although my job as a pastor turned quite a bit different when I was preaching yeah. to a camera. Yeah. But um, I am in law enforcement, public ser public service, and so I still went to work every day, and I had to wear a mask every single day. It was like no big deal. Every time I went anywhere, I had to wear one. Every time I went to my office, I had to wear one. My personal experience has been like. I've done it a million times. Mm -hmm. I and you you had the same thing. You had two jobs the whole entire time. I remember you sharing. Yeah, I was I was working at well, I, I transferred from from Reading Starbucks um, to Humboldt mm -hmm. for Tuna, and so I worked there. Which Starbucks? They were very strict. Mm -hmm. Like they wanted people, and this is their they did this is what they chose as a company. They wanted people to wear the one in um, in the drive through, right? So that it was protecting both the person and the person and the worker giving their giving the person their coffee and right. stuff um so they were very strict about that like mm -hmm. they, we didn't allow anybody in the store if you came in without a mask 
you barely even got through the front door before we were like, oh, here's a mask, you know. If you right. don't want to put one on, we have a drive-through, you know. Mm -hmm. Come through, you can you'll be in your car or whatever. And I also worked at PizzaCo. And then I actually also worked for the, during the school at that point too. Right. So I, w I was literally wearing a mask. The think, whole entire time. I think I told someone, well, I was a little mad at someone one time, who was like, I have to wear a stinking mask. I was like, yeah, I wear one from four in the morning until like 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And I take it off for like an hour. So calm yourself down. Yeah. But like with with um, one of the things that I keep hearing from some people, because there's been us who our lives didn't change, our jobs didn't mm -hmm. change. We saw to go to work every single day and we wore them every single day. We went whenever we were able to eat inside and then not able to eat inside and then able to eat inside again. When able we, to go we on had, the outside. Yeah, right we had to. And it was, it's, yeah, maybe it was a little bit annoying to get used to, but now we're just so used to it, we don't even get annoyed by it anymore. And But then there's also the people that... and through no fault of their own, they ch they've chosen to, you know, really stay, uh, well, maybe not through no fault, but that's the choice that they've made mm -hmm. based on their own particular set of circumstances, whether it's their age, whether they're protecting somebody, whether their job closed down, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people that have gone out very, very rarely. There are people that maybe go out once a week and and where me and you might wear a mask 50 times in one week, they've only worn a mask 50 times total if they went out once a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we, there's just so many, there's the whole wide gamut of people that hardly ever left the house. People were delivering stuff. They were Instacarting everything or whatever. I just said, well, whatever. I can. <gasps> and, 100%. <laughs> and then there's us who have done it a million times. So according to... Uh, Carolyn Leaf. Leaf, if you did it, you know, for 21 days or 63 days, you still would have only worn a mask like nine times, mm -hmm. whereas three to nine times, whereas we... We're living it. We do that nine times a day, you yeah. know, <laughs> depending on what we're doing, you yeah. know, going from one job and then coming out and then going maybe to Safeway and coming out and then going to your other job and coming out. That's like six times right there. Yeah. And so there are so many different people that have so many different opinions about what people should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. We add social media in there. We add media in there. We add political stuff in there. And we just basically have a hot mess. Oh, uh, yeah. It's basically what's been going on through this whole entire pandemic. It, I remember I was... <laughs> I came from here and and I you know you get in your routine you get in your habit you you go to work you come out you go to the store you come out you whatever it is you put your mask on we haven't traveled hardly at all mm -hmm. and so I'm I have my like masks and spare masks and stuff in my purse in my glove box in my work like all the places where my kind of the same stuff I am with my chapstick I have my work chapstick oh. my pocket chapstick my car chapstick my my desk chapstick my desk at home chapstick and then a couple of extra okay I'm gonna say a couple but I really mean a couple dozen extra chapsticks glass. everywhere all full of glass what kind of chapsticks do you have Anyway, no, I, I can well, tell by the look on your face. Worms. Join us for our conspiracy podcast. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't have my travel habits made yet, right? Because we haven't been traveling. We no. haven't gone anywhere. And so we go to Oregon to go, we go through Oregon to go visit my brother for Christmas. Another, we're not supposed to be traveling, traveling time, but I haven't seen my brother in two years. Mm -hmm. And I like it or, you know, leave me a bad comment, whatever you want to do. Um, I'll delete it, don't worry. <laughs> You're funny. So we're traveling through Oregon. We're stopping at Dollar General because my daughter wants 
uh, something. I can't remember Talkie. what it was. <laughs> I would no. not have bought her that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so we stop at, Do- at Dollar General in like Cape Junction or something, Kirby, uh-huh. or some little town up there on, Middle of nowhere. on 199. Yeah. And I get out of the car and just go to walk into a store like a normal person, apparently not now, because here we, and I got yelled, I was not even in the, in the, I was halfway across the parking lot, and somebody from their car yelled at me, get your mask on, and I was just like, my instant reaction inside was just like, you know that thing that rises up inside uh-huh. of you, and that rose up inside of me, fist. and I Are was we gonna so fight? We gonna throw hands? <laughs> no. But I was just so irritated that someone would dare scream at me for not having a mask, like nowhere near the front door, halfway mm-hmm. across the parking lot. We had parked across the on the other side of the parking lot. And I was wearing a, a scarf, I think. And I had actually forgotten my mask. And so I just like flipped my scarf around my face or whatever. Sassily. And I almost, you know, that thing that rises uh-huh. up in you. Yeah. I wanted to just go in there without it, but I did. I'm trying to be a good citizen, you know, and, and whatever. I get it. I don't want to go in other people's communities. I'm not trying to be no. a jerk. No, but no, it's no. like, I just, it made me realize I didn't have my travel habits yet. I just, mm-hmm. it, it had been a year. Yes, we're in a pandemic. I get that. But like, our habits are all different, and maybe we haven't built our habits out yet into all of the spheres of our life. Yeah. And so just, I just think it's so funny that the mass conversation has just consumed so much time and so many hours of like fighting and articles yeah. and Ooh, yelling at yeah. each other and it's just well, kind of a bunch of barf. One thing that made you made me realize is like that I've seen in this pandemic at least is like, I feel like, we, ha- what I've seen is like, we have had to bring, give people grace. Yeah. Like we've had to learn how to do this. I feel like as a society, we're not the best at giving people grace. Yeah. We're, our first reaction is to yell. Our first reaction is to slam the horn on. I'm really bad at that. I know. You actually slam the horn on? Yeah. Oh, I would unplug your horn if I was your mother. Sydney always tells Tara, me. Tara, feel free to go unplug his horn. No, my mom told me that I can't leave because there was... When I was thinking about leaving Wyoming, she's like, you're not leaving Wyoming until you stop road rage. She thinks it's road rage. It's not road rage. I'm not, like, racing someone or anything like that. But I'm just, mm. I do have a little horn happy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Sydney always tells me, she's always like, because I'll be someone's whatever doing something stupid. And I'll honk the horn at them. And then she's like, I'll say something. She's like, they can't hear you. I was like, well, I feel like they can't hear me. Sydney, keep being the voice of reason. I remember, <laughs> well, oh, no. yeah, no, I used to kind of get really upset with, with people about, about their driving, but now I'm just like, I'm working on it. Yeah. Now I'm just kind of like, oh wow, they must be in a hurry. I hope they get there safe. I'm, see, and that would be a much better reaction is like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just- <laughs> that stings. You're so funny. You're mad at someone. I'm just disappointed right now on you. That that'll get them. Anyways, back on track. <laughs> I was I was reminded when I th- when we were talking about having this conversation about like how what life has been like, what church has been like mm-hmm. in a year deep into a pandemic. It reminded me of the the first few lines of Hemingway open or uh, Charles Dickens opens a Tale of Two Cities with "It was the best of times, it was the worst of times." It was 
the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. An epoch is like a era or mm-hmm. a period Good. of time. Yeah. And so it, it was like, man, get, I, I think we were t- one of the questions that we were talking about, talking about during this is just like what our experience has been and what we've observed. And I've thought that several times. It was the best of times. It was the worst of, it was the worst of times. Like we've seen incredible adaptive humans just like doing crazy stuff like adapting super super fast um responding to all the different stuff that was thrown at us um all the different rules that were thrown at us us having to work out like with our teams and in our hearts and in ourselves and in our families and in all of our little spheres of influence what what it's going to look like, how we're, how we're going to comply, how we're going to do the things that we're being asked to do, if we're even going to do the things that we're being asked to do, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. But then there's also been this other side of just, like, people living in incredible amounts of fear and people responding from that place and people an incredible amount of hopelessness an incredible amount of just sad stuff happening. Um, people doing things like because it wasn't their experience invalidating other people's experiences. I don't like that, yeah. It's just so hard to see just the selfishness that has come out and the and the heartlessness that's come out and and it and there's so there's been some like really beautiful things that have come out of humanity, but there's also been just some incredibly tough things to watch. And and so I don't know what you're what what you would say about that. So I'll kind of no, I would definitely think that because or I definitely feel that same way. And I I like the way that he put was it Charles Dickens. Yeah. Um, he put that because I feel like that's I almost feel bad when I say, oh no, I, I this was a really good time because mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel guilty almost like I didn't have it bad. I didn't lose my job. I didn't. Basically, the only thing about my life that changed was that I had to put a mask on. Mm-hmm. And nothing else really changed i was still living my life doing doing whatever you well know? we have to have a million meetings about so and i remember there's been a couple of meetings that you were off you were at that you were just like are we seriously still talking about this i was a little annoyed at some points and i need to watch my words and i need to watch myself but i do feel that i'm like are you are you kidding me we're still we're still trying to figure out how to put a mask on like yeah. no like you're an adult figure it out yeah anyways but then they would say the same about me. You don't know. Like, you're a follower. You're whatever. You're a sheeple. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think people, what they, like, the the viciousness that's come to light and the selfishness of people. I remember seeing this video and it hurt me. It, like, really hurt. I remember sending it to a couple of friends and I was like, it's hit our hometown. Like, there was a saw a lady at Costco who didn't have a mask on. And yeah. people were videoing her and, like, blasting it. And everyone, like, whether you agree with it or not, I, it hurt me that we are willing to, humans are willing to basically attack another human and just rip everything that they have from them and pu- blast them on social media and look at how horrible and look at how they're not caring for the other pe- people that are um, compromised or whatever. I And it hurt me because I was like, we're missing, we're missing what's happening. Mm-hmm. We're missing it and we're not gonna get it back. 
we're never going to get a moment in time like this again. I'm not going to get to be in Costco and see someone that doesn't have a mask on and get the choice to go with the intentionality of how am I going to handle this? Yeah. Am I going to walk up and I'm going to say something snarky to them? You can yell at them across the parking lot. Yeah, yell at them across the parking lot. Am I going to be, am I going to offer them a mask? Yeah. Because maybe they forgot one. Maybe they, who knows, maybe they're having a rough day. And now I'm going to do this to them. I, I, I'm very, I just, I, I'm hurt when I hear stories or think about some of the things that happened that I'm like, we are in an opportunity to learn something. Mm -hmm. We cannot miss it. I don't know what it is. I have ideas. Because I think what I was saying like before, we're learning grace. Mm -hmm. We're learning how to work with people. We're learning how to make a lot of decisions. From a business role, you're the boss, you have to make a decision. Are you going to let people come in through your drive-thru with they wear a mask or are you not? Mm -hmm. Or on a very like personal level of, am I going to have thing? Am I gonna have Thanksgiving at my house and is grandma going to come because yeah. she could, someone could be carrying something and potentially mm -hmm. harm her? Or, you know, what am, what am I going to do? Are we going to send our kid to school or are we not going to send them to school? Mm -hmm. What's the best decision? People are having to make some tough decisions right now. Well, and some people's decisions are being taken away, which is very, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating to them. They feel like they're losing their rights and they are. And like what? It's hard. Just the, uh, like a, for what you brought up school. Mm -hmm. you, some people don't have a choice. Now, we happen to be in a school district where our school boards made the choice to allow people to either stay home or send their kids to school. Mm -hmm. But most of the county didn't have that opportunity. Most of the county, the school boards voted to only do distance learning, and there are some people that suffered for that. And I feel I, I really feel for those parents because I know that if our school district had made that decision, our family would have really suffered a lot. Um, and I can feel, I can, I can really, my heart goes out to the parents and, and that's just, this is just one sphere of mm -hmm. a tiny little but piece of pie that matters hugely to, um, to a family, whether or not they have to keep their kid home from school, it's going to impact so much. It's going to impact whether or not a parent can go to work if yeah. they have to stay home and homeschool their kid. There's a lot of different things that goes into it. And so I was really thrilled and proud of our, our school districts in Fortuna that decided to give people the choice, to keep people having a choice. You do not have to send your kid to school, but you get to have the choice to. And the same thing with New Life Christian School did the same thing. They gave families the choice and so yeah. those those you know I think Ferndale did the same thing I think South Fork did the same thing and so I've been pretty proud of those school districts for making that because it was a brave choice it was a hard choice it was a difficult choice because they were being th had some really uh, vicious things thrown at them where they were just like um, being accused of not caring, caring about about protecting kids and nobody <laughs> nobody wants to make a decision where they're going to be accused of not protecting kids when you work in a school district. Yeah. When you, I mean, it was just an incredibly hard time for board members for lots of different places. I mean, that's just one tiny sphere. It probably mm -hmm. doesn't impact some of our listeners, but it probably did impact some of them. And uh, it was such a hard... I'm on a school board, and so it was a really hard 
decision yeah. to to make to take because you have to think of so much different stuff. But it also it helps you build for the next thing. Yeah. It helps you like build these foundations of like okay, we made this decision, we went for it. Yeah. Let's look back. Was it a good decision? Was it not a good decision? Yeah. Decide from there. If it, it helps you grow. If you wouldn't have ever made that decision, then you wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, we, uh, that's where I say, like, this is. But being in the people. moment, though, was not easy. Being no. in that moment, it was not easy to make those decisions. People were having to make some really hard stuff. But since this is a podcast about, about uh, hope and people and mm-hmm. growth, we more like to focus on the, the great side, which. Yeah. People, people businesses are coming out of this. People are getting so creative. Yeah. That was one word I definitely was thinking of and was like, I feel like I've been creative during this time. Mm-hmm. I've been able to be a creative person mm-hmm. and like dream of stuff. We're doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that would have happened if we would have just been doing the normal thing, mm-hmm. living life normal. Like we're doing something fun. That's mm-hmm. we're enjoying. And I hope someone gets something out of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like it's created this, like, piece of life that, at least in me, I don't know how you feel or other people, but I feel super creative. Like, I can create whatever I want, and it can be a flop or it can be awesome. Like, I don't really care. I just, <laughs> as long as I'm having fun, I want it to be something, you know? Like, yeah. I, I just have felt like this has given the opportunity for businesses to have to pivot yeah, that's definitely Your been the word of the pivot, the word of the pivot. year. <laughs> what is that on Friends when they're trying to do the mattress? Pivot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's the only episode I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, that's just crazy right now. But people have been pretty amazing. People have adapted to some really crazy Adapting, stuff. Adapting, yes. They've humanity. I've, I've seen just so so many. Just like people are awesome. There's just so many people that are awesome. I think we were talking about that, and I was asking you what. What was something that, like, you learned in this? And you were like, people are awesome. They're amazing. And I've I- just seen such such incredible generosity during mm-hmm. some of this time and, and such just, like, be- believing in people and investing in people. I, we talked about Sherry Hotbrew just about every single <laughs> episode, but I remember just going there and, and me and Rodney just making a commitment, like, we are going to support small businesses. We're not going to eat at In-N-Out, which opened during the pandemic. We're not going to eat at Chipotle, which also opened during the pandemic. We're not going to eat at McDonald's. We're going to, if we eat out, we're going to eat at, like, Pizza Factory in Rio mm-hmm. Because it's it's been here for decades. We love them. We're gonna eat at Hot Brew because we love Sherry. We really want to make sure that we're supporting her. And then our friend, one of our friends, uh, we've known probably for about 17 years, uh, opened Tornado Days in Carlotta. And so we were just like, and we're always gonna drink Humble Bay coffee. Doesn't matter pandemic or not. We're Mm-mm. always gonna. Doesn't matter if I live in Humble or not. I'm <laughs> shipping that stuff. So yeah, those are just like. And I just hear Sherry just telling us she, she like just she would just be like somebody bought five thousand dollars worth of gift cards for mm-hmm. there to support me and I was just like oh my gosh people are just amazing in our school people just donated stuff that we needed and um, it, just seeing that how communities came together and just seeing you know our the town that we're in the journey in Rio Dell at ninety five Bellevue oh 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 check out <laughs> like, podcast episode one for the reason behind that. <laughs> 
like our city had a like kind of a cooperative going on between three different entities where they decided that they were going to feed people that couldn't get out and uh, people that were uh, disabled or needy or not mm-hmm. able to get out. And so uh, just people volunteering, people volunteer or donating money. Um, like they told us, you know, it costs X amount of dollars to do this. And so I came back and told the church and uh, we gave a few dollars, but then we ended up, people just kept giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And we were able to send them two or three checks for a lot more than the initial was. It was just like, I've just seen so much creativity, how we're going to make this work. People just believing in small businesses and really digging into supporting small businesses and, you know, praying for them, supporting them, talking about them, telling their friends, like all that type of stuff. It's just been really uh, something that I have... I have been really proud of our community. I've been super proud. I was thinking about that. I was like, I am so, I have like a, like a humble pride where I'm like, I am so pumped about our community. Like I can't talk enough good about it where it's like, it's beautiful here. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I I love it. I love the people here. I love Mm -hmm. the businesses here. We, I always tell people we have the best restaurants. We have the best coffee shops. We have Mm -hmm. the best, like just, Dessert places, pie places. We have a hatchet throwing place. Yeah, well, there we go. Have you been th- to throw hatchets? No, but I really want to. Okay. I really, really, you guys, really want to do that. You guys, we have to go. Journey hatchet throwing. We're doing it. Team building night. Team building night. Oh, that's a good idea. Huh? Won't he do it? Is it going to be a trust thing? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to, like, put anybody in front of the hatchets if that's what you're saying. <laughs> Or maybe, like, two people can grab the same one and be like, okay, we got to let go at the same time. Oh, like, my can, gosh. Like, do we trust each other keep to your, do it? Keep your toes away from <laughs> That would be really We fun. do have incredible places, though. But I'm like, I've just been on this kick of, like, no, shop local. Like, I want to, everything I ever want to buy, I want it to be ethical. I want it to be local. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know that I'm buying this soap from this farm that lives down the road in Ferndale. Like, yeah. I want to know that I'm buying this coffee bean that was like that was you know roasted roasted here in eureka yeah i want to know that like i I don't know i love going to hot brew and see and sherry's coming out and she's like we changed the chorizo this is what we're doing isn't it (laughs) so good and i'm like it is the best chorizo that i've ever had have you had the chorizo tacos no but i have usually get the mexi wrap it is so good is it Mm -hmm. and had chorizo in it she was like no we do it ourselves now isn't it so good and i'm like Sherry, it's so good. Dang, girl, dang. Mm-hmm. But I just have had this appreciation, I think, at least in the U.S., I don't know about other countries, I'd love to kind of know that gist of it. But, like, we've, I feel like we've had this, like, community, like, appreciation for mm-hmm. your communities, appreciation for where you live, appreciation for the people that you're around, for your neighbors, check in on them, make sure they're good. Like, do they need groceries? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go buy them for you. Like, I'm going to go get them. I just think we've we've come into this really cool thing. I do not want to lose that. That is one thing I'm bound and determined not to lose. I'm yeah. not going to do that. I can't. Yeah. I mean, there's been families that were just like, man, we're really struggling. And somebody just like went on Instacart and like bought <laughs> all their stuff and had it delivered. Or like we've had people... Um, just adapting and thinking of create, you know, can we, how can we make sure that since, since church is now online, how can we make sure that they have the best experience possible? And, yeah. you can, and like, even with our team, we just have 
people that have really good ideas and are like, I think we can do this. And, and we're like, yeah, we could totally do that. That's such a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. Like it would not even be close to as good as it is of an experience uh, if it was just me doing it myself. In fact, we'd be on an iPhone camera maybe. <laughs> maybe. Possibly. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's really opened up some people to be able to like, to take ownership mm-hmm. too. Like, no, it's not going to happen if you don't do it, so you better take ownership of it. I think mm-hmm. that's a super cool and scary place to step into all of a sudden. Basically mm-hmm. be forced into it. It's either like, we could have chosen to stay doing the same thing we're doing, like a church. Yeah. We could have been like, no, we're doing this. We don't care. This is what's happening. But we made a decision, mm-hmm. and we ran with that decision. Yeah. And it was to go online as, as much as we could, you know? Yeah. And... And some churches didn't choose to do that, and I think that's, as long as you're fine with your own decision with the Lord and with your people, then I don't think that there's a one-size-fits-all, No. like, perfect. I don't want to get to that. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be, like, yeah. bashing someone else for the choice that they're making Yeah. because it's not the choice I think I should be making. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what he's told them. Yeah. I don't know why they've come to that. I don't mm-hmm. know what experiences in their life make them choose the decisions they're choosing and until i sit down and have a cup of coffee with them (laughs) and they tell me why i really want to try not doing that yeah and it's hard because you see stuff and you make assumptions like we like even looking at that lady at costco it'd be it would be so easy to just assume that she's just being a jerk that she just came to start a fight but maybe she just came and was out of toilet paper and she had a baby sitting in the car that sleeping and she's trying to slip in real quick. It, or, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying, like, maybe she had her, her own reason know. for deciding whatever to make whatever decision she made. And everybody, you know, blew it out of proportion. Or maybe she did go looking for a fight. We don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll interview her. No. Maybe. When, where were you at the beginning of the pandemic? When the pandemic started, I was still in Reading at uh, Bethel, VSSM, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was saying we were just at, I remember when the, I remember when the masks and stay at home order first started happening, we were still in school. Mm-hmm. We were still in the Civic Auditorium with a couple thousand people in there every single day. Wow. And we were like two, two, three weeks out from going on missions, which missions at BSSM is like... Huge deal. It's basically why you're going to school. It's like the biggest, besides graduation and besides like day one, mm-hmm. that's like the day. Like that's the week where you are going out, you're putting all the things you learned into order, you're going with people who are just ready to see legs grow out from where there wasn't a leg and yeah, see signs, an eyeball. Wonders, yeah, and see all the crazy, you know, all the stuff we read about and see it happen. Mm-hmm. That, those are the, those, that's what it's for. And going out and seeing lives changed by people who were a moment before not, quote, worthy enough to go out and do these things that are now stepping into who they actually are and showing God to people and and stepping into that authority that no through God with God I can heal someone with it with, with him I can change someone's life you know because mm-hmm. he's changed my I stepped into that authority but we were um, about a week or two off from going on missions and I remember 
we got sat down in the auditorium and it was really awkward and really quiet and no one really knew what was going on because we'd never done this before. We didn't know that this was a thing that you had to do. Right. And I remember the leadership team kind of sat everyone down and was like, hey, we're not able to do this. And we kind of, we, they met with the city of Reading and they came to a conclusion that it would not be safe for 5,000 people to leave a city, go all over the world, and then come back that next week or two weeks later, mm-hmm. not knowing how deadly this virus was, how it, what it was going to do to people. Then they, they weren't willing to make take the risk, even though even though the reward would have been amazing, we could have totally done it. But for the love of the city and for the love of the people that they've they've been around in Reading and pioneered what they have and mm-hmm. just it was out of love it was out of they were willing to sacrifice the what if this happens the amazing what if this happens for the the person who's in Reading that maybe isn't comfortable with people leaving and coming back yeah and I think that that was super honorable I think so too I think and I was really proud of them for that decision because it was a probably a really hard decision I for them to yeah. make and they didn't have to like they didn't have a rule telling them that they couldn't no they chose before now we all know that it ended up being a good decision but there's no possible way that in that moment they could have known the scope no of the of how fast it was going to spread through our communities they there's no possible way that they could have known the like that a year later we would still be in the middle of it you know having all that information and knowing that and making the decision yeah it would have been such an easy decision like duh that's a but at that point there's no way they could have known and they had spent so much time building relationship with their city with their city council and and um just partnering with them and serving them and um you know some of the things that that they did before before this happened, it would I feel like it would have wiped out a lot of the the credibility. Yeah. Like the And the investment of all the previous years and decades yeah. of them like sewing into the police force, you know, giving giving money, uh, providing people to maybe provide security for like the that, that the trail, trail that runs the, along the um yeah. The Sundial Bridge Trail. Mm-hmm. Um just like it, it really could have wiped out all of the investment that they had um, put into that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, and even though people still are bashing and all kinds of stuff, like, I don't know. I was pretty proud of them for that decision. Because they did it. Because there's so many people that I talked to during this time that were like, we can do it, so why aren't we doing it? And so, and so to make the decision before... you have to like they're saying no you can't do that this is a regulation you're not airlines are not flying now you know what i mean (laughs) you're gonna force this day home (laughs) yeah totally and that's what it takes for for some of it but but and some 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 of the local law enforcement we kind of knew we're not gonna get in trouble we're not gonna get uh a ticket Mm -mm. we're not gonna get inspected we're not they're not gonna enforce so why are we why are we doing it and and you know, for us to even a tiny little church in a tiny little town of three thousand people, we're a church of like you know fifty, sixty, seventy people. If everybody came on the same day, um, to be able to make that that decision to mm-hmm. okay, 
we love our city, we care for our city. And I didn't even know about Bethel's decision at that point. But I just remember bringing a bunch of people in to pray and to fast and to to pray about it and really dig into deciding what we're going to do. And and so we ended up kind of making the same decision that we're going to, before we have to, we're not going to open, we're going to see how how it goes, we're going to see how it comes out. And of course that ended up, I think it ended up being a good decision. There's a lot of people that disagree, but that's okay. Um, We didn't, we didn't do it out of fear, and we didn't do it because we were, we had to. Never once did I feel like it was out of a have to. We had meetings, and we kind of, not everyone agreed at all the times. Yeah. It was like, no, we should do this. And it was like, well, yeah, let's come to agreement. I think it's really, I believe it's setting the, the tone for the future. Mm-hmm. When, I always look at it like, when you go into a grocery store, and you have, like when a mom has a, her baby and she's in the grocery store, her toddler, and she's taking something off the shelf and it falls, something falls on the ground, mm-hmm. and you, you've seen people do it, they just leave it there. Mm-hmm. They don't put the shopping cart back, but they throw it, they just leave it and it hits someone's car. Mm-hmm. Um, they're setting the tone for the people, for the little ones watching, for the younger ones that are absorbing all that, mm-hmm. which are growing. And I think that that's the same thing that's happened here, especially in the church realm, especially in a leadership realm. You're growing or you're um setting the tone for the people that are watching and for the future yeah what kind of tone do you want and you kind of you can pick which out of your decision out of your the reason why you're doing it if you decide to stay open out of that you're setting the tone so make sure you're doing it out of there's a reason make sure you're doing it out of i would say because he said to do it he gave Mm -hmm. you the okay or if you decided to close you're setting the tone for something later on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to figure out what tone you want to set and why you're wanting to set it and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Because the kids that, I don't know, this is a weird example, but the kids that see their parents drop the stuff in the store, I'm assuming they're going to be the kids that drop the stuff when they become adults. Yeah. Or the ones that leave the little carts out and stuff. Or the ones that that trash a table and go, oh, well, they're paid to clean it up. Yeah, that oh mentality. Gosh, I would never. It's like a mentality that people... You you set yeah. the tone when you were, when when you see that you're the people that you look up to the people that you watch the people mm-hmm. that you, you know, all that stuff. It's setting the setting the tone for the future. Well, and I think it's important to bring people into your decision making process too, and let them know what it why you're making the decision that you're making. Mm-hmm. Because you can look at the decision to close and come to the conclusion, like say a church, in a, in the pandemic decided that they were going to close the whole time. You you could say. Oh, maybe they love their city, but you could say, oh, they must be living in fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, their city must have told them that they had to. There's a lot of things that you could assume based on just the decision alone. So if you don't tell people why you're doing the things, like sometimes it's hard for me to remember that I need to make sure that everybody knows that we are doing the things that we do out of an, out of love for our community. We love our community. We want to take care of them. We don't, we recognize that what we do is important and that we can't afford to do things that are going to cause people to think that we don't care because we care so much mm-hmm. that it's, Why be reckless? it would break our hearts for our city to think that for us, for our city to think that we don't love them and care for them. It would, I, I would, if my, if people from our city council came and said like, you guys are really, uh, showing that that you don't care for people at all like that would hurt a lot Mm because we because we work to really we want to be a resource to our city we love them we we want to be here for them 
for for all the people in our in our communities, not just Rio Dell, but we have a lot of people from all kinds of different towns and cities in, in Humboldt County. The same thing could be said for a church that decides to stay open. Yeah. You know, so you could say they're rebellious. Somebody could come to the conclusion that they love people so much they think that what they do is valuable and and we made both of those decisions. We both made the decision to close at the beginning because we love our city. And then later, after several months and opens and closes and opens and closes and opens and closes, we were like, okay, we we need to be able to be here for people that really need us. So we, we want people to know that if they need to be here, we are here for them. We love them. We want them to be able to fellowship. We want them to have connection. We want for them. And it was hard. It was a hard thing to walk but in both of those times we we felt in both of those decisions we felt like we are doing what we were supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and i think that's the that's and, the point of it and in both of those things we got called both <laughs> fearful and rebellious at the same in the same sometimes in the same week and so i just i got to a point where i just laughed and i was just like Steve I, Backlund, just laugh at this. <laughs> I would just, I would take it to before the Lord and be like, Lord, if there's something rebellious inside of me, please let me know because I don't want to be acting out of rebellion. If there's fear inside of me, please let me know. I don't want for the most fearful people to, in the church to be the ones that are driving this yeah. this thing. Um, and I just really learned to that I need to be okay with me and the Lord about what decision what we're doing, and I need to be able to. I I don't know any other way to call it, but I need to be able to sell it to the team. If I can't convince the team that I love them, I am caring for them, I that I I believe that they're important. I I believe that what we're I believe so much in what we're doing that I can't allow that you know what I believe is the enemy trying to shut us down and keep us divided. We're, I I just want to make sure that we're that there's no not a shred of that type of stuff in our decisions. Mm-hmm. And we have had to work some stuff out and it was hard, yeah. but I think we're so much better for it. So even though the pandemic stinks and we hate the lives that are lost and we hate that people still to this day are like, it doesn't exist. It's, it's yeah. a political scam. It's a whatever. Um, and that people are discounting other people's experiences. We hate that the our hearts are breaking for the people that are lonely. Our hearts are breaking for the people that think that, you know, suicide is the only answer. Like we, our hearts break for that stuff. But in a way, we have learned some stuff and grown as a team and grown in, in the Lord through it. And so... It's kind of one of those things where what the enemy meant for evil, that, that God will use it for good. And so even though we're in this stinky situation that none of us would pick, none of us would choose, we're choosing to still grow through it. We're choosing to to still f- be creative, to say yeah. yes, to figure out how we can say yes. How can we minister? How can we outreach? How can we be yeah. generous? How can we find ways to serve our community? How can we um, do all the things that we want to do it's going to look different than what it looked like before the pandemic, but I feel like we're going to be a more well-rounded, yeah, more I, options. I'm excited about that. We're going to reach more people. We have new skills that we never had before. And so even though it's a stinky situation, and I would not wish millions of deaths upon anyone, um, it's just so beautiful to see 
humanity's response to it, they're just the amazingness of people, the the kindness, um, the and kindness all that stuff. So you still you can see it if you look for it. Yeah. And we choose to look for it. We choose to look for people that we think are are doing a really great job at loving their communities and caring for people and we just want to you know partner with that and yeah. and grow in that i love that it's been kind of crazy it's been something but it's been good <laughs> it, it really like you said it feels guilt you feel guilty to even say it but it's like man i've really learned some stuff yeah hey let's become a pastor in 2020 it'll be fun hey oh <laughs> But I definitely, I definitely learned a lot, so. On that um, high note. Hmm? On that high note. On that high note. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to our episode four. Boom. Find us on Instagram. We are at 95Bellevue Podcast. Leave us a comment. Let us know your favorite saying, little little thing that we say over and over again count how many times we say too much chicken or we didn't even talk about chicken this no, time no we didn't my gosh okay but what i am gonna say though is if you are somebody that yells at people across the parking lot to put a mask on check yourself that might be a little bit too much chicken just a bit it's just really hard sometimes it's like man i'm trying so hard and i do it a million times a day it feels like and some people are just like and then some people are like completely taking themselves out of life because they don't want to wear a mask and i'm just like that those don't people break it. my heart don't too like yeah. come out and play with us i'm sorry that you have to wear a mask i hope it's not like that forever but come out and enjoy life with us let's go hiking let's go have a small group find let's, your moment yeah find your moment where you can find your crew Find your crew, find your moment, find your, find your, what makes you happy. Yeah. There's beautiful moments to witness during this time. Yeah. There's beautiful moments to see. There's beautiful stuff happening all around us, even if, even if it's really hard to see. But I think if we train ourselves, we can do that. And that's on glory. And that's on glory. Amen. You're so funny. (laughs) Thanks guys for listening. (laughs) Drop us a comment. Cue Savannah's amazing outro.